Five by five at the movies. Five by five at the movies. We like watching movies. Now listen to the show. Hi, Mason. What are you waiting for? Now we can start because the no. thing started. In... No, you're gonna start over. No, we was, we when we talk it goes over the reel yeah, dying. The reel was still going. No, every episode we start and the reel is dying. Well, off. that's dumb. You should wait for the it, sound no, to it's end. It's a fade in. You're not gonna win sound mixing with that kind of attitude. You wait for one sound to end and then the next one begins. Are you telling me it's award season? It's award season. Natural transition. I don't think I'm ever gonna win a sound mixing award because I use GarageBand and these two USB microphones, and I don't really know what the fuck I'm doing. Well, they also recognize people for trying hard. I don't believe that's true. Really? We'll go through the history of the Academy Awards. There are some that you could very much can say, you won this award because you know what? You tried this year. Like, The Revenant is fine. Is it the best acted performance that year? I don't know about that. But, Leo, you tried. Here you You go. You tried your hardest. Here's your Oscar. Um, Let's dive in. Okay. Okay. I'm not. We're gonna do the Oscars last. Let's do the news first. I tried. Man, that person's really been on my head when they said they. All you guys do is talk about superhero movies. So I looked at every headline on every website. Everything is superhero movies. Yeah, because they're I, the best kind of movies. If, if you have like an indie movie news website you want us to review or look at, please send it in because I don't know what else to look. It's like the like the top ten movie news websites all talk about superhero shit. Yes. So let's talk about some superhero shit. All right. All right. DCEU. I'm aware. Everyone's favorite. I know uh, what it is. Has dropped their title for Batman again. It's like the fourth title they've been through. It was for the longest time going to be called The Batman. Uh, now has no title. That's the one that was supposed to be Ben Affleck, like would be also Batman and direct it. And then eventually he's like, I'm not going to direct it. I'll just star yeah. in it. And now it's. Now yeah, it has it's no still title. his Batman movie. It's just no longer called The Batman. And they really don't have an idea of what they're going to call it. Interesting. Everything about the DCEU is hilarious at this point. Like, this is something I learned over the weekend. Hmm. Aquaman has made a billion dollars. I've made so much fucking money. It is the only movie in the DCEU to make a billion dollars. Yes. Wonder Woman is third. Uh, Was it Batman v Superman? (sighs) I think it might have been Batman v Superman or Suicide Squad. It was one of those where it's the kind where you look at it and... The movie that everyone objectively says is the best one, Wonder Woman, made the third most money and didn't crack a billion dollars. That's but really Aquaman funny. did. Yeah, international sales suck. <laughs> it's not yeah, indicative. but like all this makes sense internationally. So yeah, I don't. I don't think the Batman's gonna do well. I, it's falling into that same territory that Han Solo fell into, where all the news about it is bad news, and yes. it's hard to shake that stigma. Uh, Detective Pikachu. Yay! Uh, it's gonna have sequels if it does well. Um, but I do, well, so here's the thing. I do like the fact that like they're not saying we're gonna do twelve Pokemon movies. We're gonna meet this. You know, they're saying we're gonna test the water. This is a standalone movie. If it is, the next movie will be based on Pokemon Red and Blue. Wait, really? Yeah, it'll be about a kid who's like starting as a Pokemon trainer, gets his first Pokemon, and then goes and does the badge battles. They've done stuff like that before, but now but it's gonna be live action with Ryan. A live Reynolds. action one, okay. That make that's the because I remember they had something like that in Japan that there was an English dub where it was like four episodes, but Ooh, it had was a whole series about it too. Well, yeah, but, but that one didn't follow the games. That was its own kind of original. Right. They didn't have, but they this one followed the games. And I might have told you about this before because it includes the saddest thing in Pokemon history. 
and it's just an entire episode of Cubone coming terms with his dead mom. Dude, I love the story of Cubone. Like, it is just an entire episode dedicated to, like, the spirit coming back to say it's okay. Marowak, yeah. Marowak, and then you just see Cubone just, like, wanting to hug his mom one last time, and then just, sa- it's the saddest, most brutal thing. For those that don't know, the, the Pokemon of Cubone is just always wearing the skull of his dead mother. That's right. <laughs> That's but also, But also, Cubone is a species. That means every single one of them has a dead mom. So it, it's, it gets a lot less tragic when you start to realize that it's... All of them, and not just, just like one individual person. When a, when a mama Cubone gives birth, that she dies giving oh. birth, oh, and then the no. Cubone has to sustain himself off the flesh of his mother, and then all that's left is the skeleton, and then he wears the. Now, what I didn't understand. What didn't you understand, Mason? When Cubone evolves into Marowak, right? What skull is that? It, the the skull also evolves. So the skull. That seems it, like, like a weird like, with its head. Like, ah. it's, like when you look at them, it looks to me like Cubone's skull is a mask, but Marowak's is part of its head. That's what it looks like to so me. So in the evolving process, they didn't. No one has thought. Oh wait, take the mask off, and then no, like, nope, sorry, no, no, because no, it fuses to his head. <laughs> yeah, that's how evolution. Welcome works. to Poketalk. Oh, new podcast. That's right. Let's bail on this one. Let's just do Pokemon. Okay, next but piece of news. Just Gen One. Next piece of news. Um, Tom Holland. I'm aware. Plays Spider-Man. Yes. Thought that he leaked the entire Avengers Endgame movie on Twitter. That's just him playing in. That's him. I don't at think it. so. No, that's him like acknowledging. Like he's aware. He knows what media is. He knows he's a meme. He's aware. Like I, I, I think he's story. playing it. He's right, playing the original story it. is that there is a satire website that says Tom Holland uploads all of Avengers Endgame on the Twitter, and he tweets back, "Oh shit, I thought I actually did it." Yeah. Yeah, because like he he's notoriously just like, because he's a child and is super excited to be a, about a part of the biggest thing in the universe. So yeah, I'm gonna take some selfies. I'm gonna post them. I'm gonna turn them into memes on Instagram. I just thought it'd be really cute if he actually did leak the entire movie on Twitter. Just like, the entire oh, you're little, time, just like a little rap scallion. Ugh, my bad. Speaking of MCU, Black Widow starts filming by the end of next month. Okay. Yeah, finally. I, I think Black Widow uh, is, has the most character development through the entire series. At this point, though, it feels like it might be a little too little too late. Why? Because we've seen the Black Widow character arc over the course of, you know, these movies that have been going on for over a decade. Right. So is it an origin story? So you know how you you said you like, uh, like the, the small stakes ones? I think yeah. this is going to be James Bond movie. Oh. Origin with I think it's gonna be before Avengers ever happens. I think it's gonna be about her being a spy. Okay, so it's the spy. So so not quite an origin story, but a prequel. That's my theory because like uh, arguably one of the only good things to come out of Age of Ultron is like those flashback scenes uh, when, when she's like in the academy and then they sterilize her. Right. Yeah. No. I think telling... it's after that. I think that the next part of the story is her being an actual spy and like all these like little side jokes that where they talk about like past missions and stuff. Yeah. I think you and like the whole thing about her like wiping out that much red in her ledger. I think we're going to do see her do some evil shit. I can see that. I can I got uh... Oh, she's one of my favorite characters. I think the one that, like, when you look at just the characters, she's had a lot of growth. Like, a lot of the other characters have had a lot of, like, tragedy, but she has had growth. She started one way and it just ended up, it's like this kind of, like, weird freedom fighter. But also because every other character has had a movie to do these kind of things and these growth, where she's just always been, 
supporting character, secondary, involved in the everyone else's story. So this is like her first chance to do her own thing, and instead it's going to be... I know. also, you know, not for nothing, if it's tastefully done, I wouldn't mind seeing uh, a love scene between her and the Hulk. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I want to see just a, a weird sex scene with the Hulk. Like that meme. What's the meme? It's the one where it, it's like a gif, but it's like hulk and black widow look at each other and then hulk smirks but then the gif cuts to something else that is just like a banging that's funny so i like that all right that's that's really it for news we gotta talk about fire festival yeah okay so now you've seen both documentaries i've seen both i've seen both documentaries Hulu one came out last week on a monday surprise and then the netflix one dropped on friday yeah uh i'm gonna go out and limb and say the netflix one is much much better i disagree i think the I know Hulu one is better and i think most people were agreeing with you but now i'm starting to see like news articles that are agreeing with me like okay the netflix one does go more in depth it does, but it also leaves a lot of things out and really highlights a lot of different story elements. Like they do both need to exist. And you both you need to see oh, both they, of them. They're both important. You need to watch the Hulu one. The first. Hulu one is all about millennial culture, right? And, and why this was allowed to happen, right? Why this happened? How people got away with it? Like the whole how this came to be. Uh, my favorite part of that Hulu one was obviously when they talked to the Instagram kids and they asked every single one, "What does brand mean?" And they just stood there like, oh, it means, um, um, <laughs> you know, like positivity and things like that. It's so like just really just smacking down on those kids for proof. They don't know what they need to do. Whereas the Netflix one really kind of focused on like the building and definitely got to the heart of a lot more of these. So because of the Netflix one and because of the Hulu one, I will amend a statement I have said in the past and I've long held about the Fire Festival. Hit me. It is is a there were victims in this because up until now i've always said this was a victimless crime because i was only thinking right, about fuck the, those kids right i will never ever feel bad for the kids who bought tickets and were surprised i will never feel bad for those instagram fucks i am devastated for all the workers all the locals yep. all the people like in the story of the the woman who owned the restaurant like she's fifty thousand dollars in debt because of her own money yeah like, because that is... she was feeding people 200 people three meals a day serving thousands of meals and never got paid and then the first thing you texted me about it was like if there's not a gofundme keith we're gonna start a gofundme and there was already gofundme and it's already at one hundred and fifty thousand right, dollars, which as it should be which it makes me be. happy and I think that part of the story never got out. Like that, like I was just under the impression that they just they bought it, but they just you know they just kind of like didn't plan it. They were just like, Shit, I didn't know. I didn't know that uh, the island they were on was already partially developed. Like I thought it was just like a random person's bar happened to be on the island. No, they picked a whole different bar, a whole or a whole different island rather. Uh, and there's like you know sandals right there, and they made it look like it was their private island, but it wasn't. Right? Yeah. There's already no. people that live there. Yeah, it was already kind of a whole thing, and they just they went back and forth, and, and they devastated the economy, there. right? And there are so Billy is for sure the villain in both movies, definitely. I said this though; I thought the Hulu one really highlighted Grant Grant as being way more involved and way more complicit, whereas the Netflix one just kind of yada yada him. Whereas the Hulu one really focused on like, no, Grant sucked. Grant is every douchebag boss you've ever had who sends urgent emails for non-urgent things. I send urgent emails for not urgent things. No, but do you write in all caps the word urgent? On and every like, one of my emails. That's fair. That's fair. No. Uh, I, see, I 
the Netflix one kind of turned me around. I kind of do think Grant was just an over his head idiot and not evil and just dumb. And he just kind of went away and that's what he should have. Also, I love the part of the Netflix one where like when they realize everything's gone to shit and Billy just keeps leaving and getting on his four wheeler and driving around and coming back because he doesn't know what to do. He's got all this nervous energy. He I thought does, that was really funny. But it, it really, ah, Billy sucks. I I think I said this last week and I agree. Hulu had no reason to interview Billy because yeah. he didn't provide anything of substance. So, and I disagree. I think every time Billy doesn't answer a question, it just speaks fucking volumes. I see. I don't think it does. I think it talks more about how, like, how he does see himself as still the hero of his own story. Right. So, like, he would talk about like his early stuff and his like childhood things and like. He would be all proud of it and like to talk about that. And then Magnesis, which, not for nothing, I told you this also. I would invest in Magnesis. Oh, Magnesis it, is a genius idea. He just shouldn't have turned it into an event company. Right. He wanted to make it, like, make it a credit card. Just do the black card thing. Yeah, like, if I can buy, like, and, like, doing the math, it was, like, 20 bucks a month or something like that. Like, I'll pay, Worth it. I'll pay 20 bucks a month if every time I whip out a card, it makes that giant clank, clang and yeah. it's black and it's like, oh my God. You the must first be- credit card company to offer those clank cards to normal people is going to make a I ton of money. I think Capital One does because Do my roommate has one of those. Oh, but it's blue, It's right? blue. It's no, no, blue. No, I want the blank cl- Right. Black I want the black card. one, the one that looks like that just anywhere you are, someone knows, oh, motherfucker. Do you... Does he own this place? Does he have like that special? Like you want that because like that gives you that feeling, and that's part of what the fire festival is. They want to transform that feeling into everyone else. But when he would talk about things like I'm not, I can't talk about that. I can't talk about that. I never got the sense that he was acknowledging that something was wrong. I think he was just, I can't think of an excuse fast enough. So I, I right, I can't but talk to me that it. was worth seeing. To me personally, yeah. I like seeing that part of it. Uh, the reason I think the Netflix one is better is because they had shit like the video of like their G chats. See, like, that was cool. That was and, like Ja Rule, like say, no, it's not fraud. It's not fraud. We didn't do fraud when he obviously did fraud. Right. Like it's. I saw someone tweet this out the other day, but it's like just be, having the ability to like, it's worth it just to have Ja Rule sit in a conference room to say, nah, I wouldn't call it fraud. Like that's worth it. But there was stuff like Netflix that was just. There were there were interesting elements that were added in there, but I feel like they missed. Like neither one really, really focused on what happened once they were there. Like once, so I think Netflix did a pretty good job of it. Like they needed like I wanted to see more of the idiot kids when they rolled in there and like their reactions and like I think there was of, a lot of that in Netflix. I there was know. a lot of that, but like it was a lot of like the build up, and I get that, but I really wanted to spend like a lot of time, time watching those kids freak out. Well, then out. you should have bought a ticket and went to Fire Festival. That's true. <laughs> and it's part of that because, like, all that unfolded on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook, all that stuff. Is that yeah. why all that, like, they didn't, so, like, and then Netflix, when they said, like, you know, a whole bunch of Instagram influencers made this happen, but it took one photo of a cheese sandwich oh, to bring the whole thing down. I love that photo of a cheese sandwich. Uh, I like that they really thought until the rain happened that they were going to pull it off. The rain. I don't think they thought they were going to pull it off. I think they were like, look, this is the best we can do. We're trying our best. Let's just buck down. Get, and then the rain happens. And then it's like, oh, oh, we're so done. Oh, we're done. This isn't great. Man, uh, finding out that the tents were left over from like a hurricane relief. Oh, yeah. And they weren't just like, they just didn't buy shitty relief tents, but they were actually just sitting on the island already. Like that was 
Oh, that would hit me right in the heart. So this is something that you have long said, or not long said, huh. but like since this movie come out, you have said if you were given the rain, you could make this festival. I could happen. have made that festival happen. My job is event planning and throwing, and I feel like I could have pulled that festival off. Could you have done it in the five months? Yes. See, I disagree with the amount of money that they spent the money in the wrong place. Where okay, where do they they spent the money on advertising and marketing and they paying fuck Jerry constantly even up until the day before the festival keep posting pictures of the beaches like pull all that like once you've sold the tickets pull every dime out of marketing you've already sold the fucking tickets why are you still paying marketing firms yeah but it's still and like it takes like four months just to get the permit to fence up town park okay so here's my point before the rain they had electricity. They had toilets, they had a stage uh, and a back line, and they had the tents. With some better fucking planning, stop fucking texting me. Uh, with some better planning, I feel like you've already got most of the stuff you need. Right, okay, so they had the concert stuff put together, which they didn't, neither one really dug into very much about like the whole, like, right. was but the like, concert. But watching both, like, seeing that stage build up is like, they were ready for the concerts. They were for the concert, but they weren't ready for the living part of right. it and that's the part that was really advertised but about it people kept bringing it up and he kept ignoring it if he hadn't kept ignoring it no it would never have been what they what they said it was going to be and like they said that in the netflix documentary like you have to stop saying it's a luxury fest stop saying it's a luxury fest just say it's a fest because they could have pulled off a fest i could have pulled off a fest right which one uh, was it the hulu one or the netflix one that really went in on the fact that no one talks about Woodstock, the cars parked. Oh, that for, was the Netflix one. Yeah. Like, no one talks about for Woodstock the fact that traffic was at a standstill for yeah. four days. Because there or, was nightmares at Woodstock and nightmares at Woodstock 99. They just talk about how great it was. Right. Well, Wood, 99, no one talks about Woodstock, Woodstock 99 as being good. Everyone calls that a I shit show. But, like, the original Woodstock or, like, Altamont or all these things where it's just, like, they focus, they don't focus on the tragedy and, like, the people passed out and dying they just talk about that Jimi hendrix played the national anthem they don't yeah. go in depth on anything so but there also wasn't twitter or instagram right or so you can see things up front and then the la last thing i'll say about firehouse is something else that i saw which i thought really struck home is that mm. i didn't know about this as an entity huh. until people started picking up on the tweets about the kids stranded on an island and what a shit show it was there is an entire part of the internet that I am unaware of. What do you mean? People, so people were like following the models on Instagram, yeah. posting these like orange photos. Yeah. Oh yeah, I didn't know about any so of that either. So people were like all in on this. They knew what it was. They were excited. They were like... But you didn't know until it fell apart. I didn't know Firefest existed until she sandwich photo. Right. So is this part of just this weird blind spot of there, pop it's a, culture? It's a group younger than us and it's the Kylie Jenner people. It's right, them. but like... This was 2017. I was 27. I'm still kind of in that age yeah, range. Are you? I would figure that would be like within the right kind of age range for something like this. I'm just, I'm not on Instagram. I'm not going to let a model tell, sell me a product. I don't give a shit. So I'm going to move on from that. So there is definitely, but like there's this whole, like, I don't know who Bella Hadid is. I, I know who that is. That's a model. She's a model, but like. I, I don't care what she has to say. So, like, oh, I am... Wow. I, I'm, I take... Okay. Y yes. I mean, I didn't know what happened either, but it's also just... It's not targeted to us. It's not, but it's just fascinating that this could exist. To yeah. a point where there, there are... There's a part of the internet we don't know about. To yeah. the point where there are two competing documentaries about... <laughs> 
about the shit show that it was that we didn't know about it until the shit show. I also like I'm at that age where it's like if you tell me like half a celebrity's names now I don't recognize half of them. Oh yeah, no, I'll take I will always take those BuzzFeed quizzes. I'm just like, can you name who this person is? No. And it's like Okay, let's talk about the most important part of the Netflix documentary, which is the dick sucking story. <laughs> Dude. So that guy, I forget his name already, but that guy who was sent to go suck the dick, um, I felt the most bad, not the most bad for him, I felt kind of bad for him, because he's trying so hard, mm-hmm. and his background's in vet production, and he believes in Billy as a person, and he was right. kind of bamboozled. He was, just like and, an, he was just a consultant. He was yeah. just like, this was not like his baby. This is and just he's like, crying every day, because he's just trying to get forth, hey, you don't know what you're doing, into Billy's head, and he can't. That is the, yeah. And then Billy's like, I need you to go suck this dick to get a hundred. Take one for the team. Take one for the team to go get $175,000 worth of Evian out of customs. Jesus. Yeah, no. Oh, that was and he said yes he went home he showered he mouthwashed didn't end up sucking the dick good right. for him spoiler alert there was no dick sucking in this oh yeah the past like 10 minutes have been spoiler alert sorry um but like he was gonna do it to help his friend and he didn't want to and that's no. amazing and just everything about this is just it's a bunch of people afraid to say no yeah, to Billy. Uh, just afraid to, Billy. to say no to Billy, and just him, just like well, we need positivity. We need positivity. I out hated here. that when like the 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 other consultant, the young guy with the beard, was just like, "This is not possible." And he's like, "If you're not going to be positive, you have to leave. Like right. we're only we're only looking for answers. We're not looking for questions." And right. I'm like, "Jesus and that's, Christ!" And at a certain point, like that's every everybody's had that boss. Everybody's had that person who was like, "You are not listening to me. This is not going to work." No, 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 no. Don't worry about it. It's fine. It's fine. I'm very upset that neither documentary included the phrase that I thought was the most pivotal was just, let's just do it and be legends, man. Oh, yeah. That was, that's the line I knew about Firefest. And like, that was the We're one gonna that should We're going to be legends. Let's just, let's just do it and be legends. So. Anyway, watch both these docs. Let us know which one you liked better. I like Netflix better. Mason likes Hulu I like better. Hulu better. They're both very good. And when you watch them both back to back, you start to think about, oh, you didn't talk about this. Or, or like the Netflix one presented the story differently, whereas Hulu was way more upfront with some of these things. Netflix let more of the story develop. Yeah. So they're both very good. They're both very, very good. Netflix is a slow burn, I think, has more content. Right. And Hulu wants to tell a bigger story. Yeah, big picture. While also really going and in on the finances. And it sounds like you want like a third level of like really microverse, like on the boots on the ground. I want to see that. The I want to see of what happened to them. I want to see day of. Yeah. Because at that point, like there was no talk at all of like the festival workers like fuck, 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 fuck. People are arriving. What do we do? What do we do? How do we get them out of here? I love the story of the consultant getting everybody intense and like, and then like for like hours and then Billy just getting up on a table saying, everyone go grab a tent. Yeah. That's the best fucking story. Right. Like that's the one everyone like has like everything up to that point is a tragedy and is heartbreaking. The day of shit show is what I want to see of just like the people who are like, on walkies frantically like I don't know what like who okayed the sandwich who looked at the sandwich and said you know what give that out pass that out yeah that's All right. what, that's what I want to say alright switching gears uh, there's no guests this week because we're going to talk about the Oscars yay Oscar noms came out today which was good timing for us yeah um, so we're going to go through all of them and I've I've seen half the movies so far I'm going to work on trying to see as many of them as I can yeah before it comes out uh I really think they just need to split the Oscars into the categories that everyone gives a shit about, and then technical Oscars as a different show, or not even on 
Don't they do that? Don't they have like a technical Oscars? I mean, they, yes, for like key grips and shit like that. But okay. like, uh, still a lot of this seems like I don't really care about costume design. I'm sorry. I know it's important, but they should have their own awards and own show. Let's not make the Oscars eight hours fucking long. So part of the, I think the issue is they can get the Oscars in and out early. The problem is no one wants to watch that. Yeah. No one wants to watch someone give a 10 minute speech which they should give that speech. They like, regardless of the level of the award, but they it should be your peers and people that give a shit about it. Right. That. Yeah. Like there was an Oscar like a couple years ago where it was like costume design and like the woman came up and won. You can see in the background, everyone else, the audience is kind of just like on their phone Yawning. just checking yeah. out, just like, all right, this isn't one of the sexy awards. So let's just move do on. Do this in a tight 45. It can be an hour with commercials and just do the major topics and, that's it. I think you should have the Oscars a week early, do the entire thing, and then film it, and then the week after present it. Yeah, I like that idea. And then you so said that before, and I like it. You could do just a two-hour show, and then you just show the highlights. And then, yeah. yes, it'll be like a nine-hour night, but you can cut out the stuff you don't want to show or the stuff that didn't go over well, and you can only focus on like the real big hits. And then it's an event. It's a delayed yeah. event, but it still you know put some editors on there. You've got the best editors in Hollywood all in that room. Make it happen. All right, you ready to talk about the nominees? Okay. Okay. Also, I want to say that the nominees were presented by Kumail Nanjiani. That's pretty cool. Yeah, because he uh, was nominated last year for... Yeah. Um, okay, uh, visual effects. Uh, from bottom up, we're going. Okay. All alphabetical order, bottom to top. Award. All right, so what do we do? Are we just going to say what they are, and then yeah. are we going to give If you have our... a hot take, say a hot take. If you don't care, just don't say nothing. Okay, and then gut reaction, who's going to win? Yeah, I like... Oh, I like that. All right, so just yeah. gut call, Dale, gut call what do you think is going to win? All right. All right, visual effects, Avengers Infinity War, Christopher Robin, First Man, Ready Player One, Solo, A Star Wars Story. All right, so this is kind of like where they bury all the Hollywood blockbusters is they want to give them the visual awards because up until like they they don't consider those like the sexy awards. I say no way in hell does Infinity War win this because they've already given Marvel too many nods and I think they're going to win. I don't know though. Infinity War was good. I think they're going to give it to Christopher Robin or First Man. I think they're going to give it to the I think they're going to like the people in the Academy are going to kind of snub their nose at some of like the blockbusters. That's what I think. That's my gut reaction. I'm going Infinity War. That just feels... Okay. That feels like we're Next, more. costume design. Uh, Ballad of Buster Scruggs, which is a Netflix movie. Yeah, a lot Pretty of Netflix, fucking cool. A lot of Netflix movies got some nods here, which is also, interesting. Uh, separate news I want to talk more about next week, but Netflix is joining the MPAA. Really? Yeah, so they're going to be rated movies now. But neither here, not TV rated, but movie rated. But movie rated. Oh, that's interesting. Uh, okay, so Ballad of Buster Scruggs, Black Panther, The Favorite, Mary Poppins Returns, Mary Queen of Scots. Oh, it's going to go to Mary Queen of Scots. Yeah, it's, it's usually Victorian. It's usually Victorian. The favorite is the popular one, but it's going to be the popular one for actors because it got you know eight nominations. So yeah. it's going to be so the acting is going to be well. I think it's Mary definitely going to be favorite or Mary Queen of Scots because yeah. they, because you have to do the costume designs in universe for the whole. Thing. Now I will say. I love the costumes in Black Panther. I think they're yeah. amazing. They, they managed to get like modern and African tribe stuff together. But again, I think they're saving Black Panther for a bigger award. I don't know about that. Um, so I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with favorite. I'm going Mary Queen of Scots. If you're gonna go Mary Queen of Scots, we should write these down. I'll write them down we later. Have, we have it on the podcast. What? We're we're saying yeah, it into. Well, a... I'm saying I'm gonna write down so when I'm watching the the Oscars, I can write down who okay. was right and who was wrong. Okay. Okay. 
Oh, I know we're making a record. Shut fuck you. <laughs> All right, makeup and hair, Oscar. Okay. All right. It just says makeup and hair. Uh, Border, That's... which was a Fantastic Fest movie. Yes. Mary Queen of Scots, Vice. I'm going Vice, 100%. I don't think it's going to win anything else. I think Vice is going to get Oh, no, Vice might be. I'm, I'm going to go Mary Queen of Scots. I think Vice is going to win some big ones. Okay. I'm going Vice because half, more than half that movie, I could not believe that was a fucking Christian Bale. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go. I mean, Suicide Squad won this one, so it doesn't matter. That's a really good point. All right, original song, All the Stars from Black Panther, All Fight from RG, RBG, The Place Where the Lost Things Go from Mary Poppins Returns, Shallow from A Star is Born, uh, When a Cowboy Trades His Spurs for Wings with the Battle of Buster Scruggs, which is hard to say. All right, the Mary Poppins one, that was Lin-Manuel Miranda, correct? Yes. Okay, so if he wins that... Wait, he... no, I'm sorry, it wasn't. It's Mark not? Scheiman and Scott Whitman. Oh, it's not? So did Lin-Manuel Miranda not, Miranda not get anything? Doesn't look like it. Did, did, did Mary Poppins get nominated for score? Maybe. Wait, yes it did. But he's not listed as the score. Really? It's still Mark Scheiman and Scott Whitman. Interesting. Okay. I thought this was going to be his best shot to EGOT, but if he's not on this list, then he's, he's not, not going to... Okay. Ooh, interesting. All right. So for original song, just as a random shot in the dark, I'm going to say I'll fight from RBG because Jennifer Hudson did it, and I like her. I like all the stars. I don't think it'll win, but Black I like Panther, all the okay. stars. I could be, though... Um, It's hard to tell because there was like it, it. It could really go anyway. Shallow from A Star Is Born too. That's a that's a pretty hot contender. That's was there some article the other day where like Gaga said awards are bullshit. That's gonna hurt her. Yeah, she said like because someone said Shallow should win. She's like, who cares? It's like mm. oh, I have something else to talk about that later. Okay. Oh, original right. score. We're moving on. Uh, Black Klansman, Black mm-hmm. Panther. If Beale Street could talk, Isle of Dogs. Mary Poppins Returns. I don't know why Isle of Dogs is here for her best original score. Like, music does not play a very big part of that movie at all. Yeah, but barking. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm going to go Mary Poppins. Okay, not for the songs, but for the score. Yeah. I'm going to go Black Panther for this one. Okay. Yeah, that, feel, that feels good. Production design. Which I don't even know. I guess just the general look of the movie. Yeah. Uh, Roma... Mary Poppins Returns, The Favorite, First Man, Black Panther. I did reverse the alphabetical order because I'm sick of saying Black Panther. Favorite. First. I'm going favorite. So just based just on the look of the movie, the yeah. favorite. Yeah. And this is going to be where the favorite starts to kind of start to pick up steam and clean up some movies. I'm going to go with you because all these movies, just the way they look, I think the favorite took the most amount of effort. Yeah. I, I would... Like part of me wants to say Black Panther, but so much of the backdrop was CGI, and so much of the favorite wasn't. So I'm gonna go with you. Favorite. Yeah. Best sound mixing: Star Is Born, Roma, First Man, Bohemian Rhapsody, Black Panther. Bohemian Rhapsody. I'll go Star Is Born. I think be... Bohemian Rhapsody is not the popular pick, but it's starting to pick up a lot of steam. Kind of like what I said earlier yeah. with favorite. I think Bohemian Rhapsody is gonna do better than I don't know. People are start after the Golden Globes. People are expecting it to do better. All right, just to be contrarian, I'll say Star is Born. Okay. But I think it's going to be a music one. Yeah. Okay. Film editing. Black Klansman, which I haven't seen yet. Bohemian Rhapsody. Green Book. Favorite. Vice. I know for a fact it won't be Vice. I feel like Vice was really clunky in its story and tally. Okay. I think it's a great movie. I think it's an important movie. I think it was clunky. Okay, so it won't be Vice. I mean... Ugh. 
I throw uh, a dart, honestly. I'm going to say Green Book just to throw a hit, Green Book in there. Yeah. I, I might, didn't see it. I, I might go with you on that one. I feel like this one this one feels... A lot of these, they're hard to judge. So I, this one just dart throw. Gotcha. Uh, best foreign language film, which I've seen none of. Okay. Capernaum, Cold War, Never Look Away, Roma, and Shoplifters. I'm going to say Shoplifters because it's the only one I know. Roma is maybe one of the favorites. I would like Shoplifters, but I think it's going to be Roma. Roma's because okay. it's also getting a lot. You go odd, Roma, so, I'll go Shoplifters. So I think Roma's got a chance. This might be Roma's consolation prize. There you go. Here's some short film stuff, which I've only seen one out of both. But live action, detainment, Fauve, Marguerite, Mother, and Skin. I haven't seen any of them. So, yeah. but coming up to the Oscars, they will do the thing where they like in theaters show all the all the shorts. Yeah, I'm gonna go watch that, and I'll come back and I'll give my. Yeah, that's kind of like the thing. Like I I don't know enough. I've never gone out of my way to watch the shorts. So Correct. This year yeah. Though. So uh, best uh, documentary shorts: um, Black Sheep, Endgame, Lifeboat, A Night at the Garden, Period. Period. End of sentence. Period. Comma. Again, what? It's like the word period and then a period and then end of end of sentence with a period and then a comma. That's the name of the. Okay. I bet it's about grammar. Fair. Best documentary feed. Oh, where's the? Where's the best animated short? Does that come later? Oh yeah, it's up up top. That's clear. all right. Never mind. Uh, best documentary feature: Free Solo. Hill County this morning, Minding the Gap, of Fathers and Sons, and RBG. Money's on RBG. I don't know. I think Free Solo. I don't know about that, but I eh, probably RBG. Go with your gut. Go with your gut. I'll go, I'll go Solo. Cinematography, which oh. I don't know what the difference between cinematography and production design. Well, luckily should. we have a movie podcast, so. Fuck your mother. Uh, Cold <laughs> War, The Favorite, Never Look Away, Roma, and A Star is Born. A Star is Born. Uh, you know, I'll go favorite because that's what you've been picking. <laughs> Original screenplay. Here we go. All right. This Original is, screenplay. Now we're in the sexy awards. Yeah. The favorite, first reformed, which I don't know what that is. Green Book, Roma, and Vice. See, this is where I'm torn because I can see it going to the favorite, but I could also see it going to Vice. Again, Vice was too clunky for me. Also, how original is this screenplay when like all this shit really happened? See, and that's 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 weird. Like, I don't really know what classifies as original screenplay versus uh, not adapted from another piece of work. Yeah, but it's been a, I get, well I guess adapted it, from life. Yeah, if you're not a, <laughs> the news doesn't count as yeah. adapted. So I don't know enough about any of these movies, and I've seen some of them to answer this one. So I'm just gonna not. I'm, I'm gonna say Vice. Okay. Okay, adapted screenplay. Okay. So this came from a body of work. The Ballad of Buster Scruggs, Black Klansman, Can You Ever Forgive Me, If Beale Street Could Talk, A Star is Born. I'll go Black Klansman. I'm gonna go... They're gonna need to win some shit for that movie. I'm gonna go Beale Street. Okay. Because Beale Street, surprisingly... We're gonna talk about snubs after all this, but some surprising right. snubs for Beale Street, and I think this will be kind of like uh, will be added in there all right best animated short animal behavior bow late afternoon one small step and weekends the only one i've seen is bow because it was before incredibles 2 and i like bow and i think it's cute sure i, I don't they know. usually win yeah. all right best animated feature incredibles 2 isle of dogs mirai 
Ralph breaks the internet and Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. I would love it if it were Spider-Man. I want Spider-Man to win. There's no way in the fuck all hell they're going to win. No, it'll be incredible too. No way. It'll be incredible too. I think it's going to be Isle of Dogs. Interesting. That's my guess. Okay. okay. Isle of Dogs. All right. Best director. Spike Lee for Black Klansman. Uh, Paul Palofs. Powell, that guy for Cold War. Yorgos Lenthimos for The Favorite. Alfonso Curion for Roma. And Adam McKay for Vice. Um, this is Spike Lee's first nomination for director. I'm, I'm going to go with Spike Lee. This is his first time, which I, I read earlier and I was stunned. I think it's going to be Spike Lee. Yeah, I, I feel Spike They won't Lee. give it best film. They'll give it best director. I feel like Spike Lee's a good one for this one. All right, best supporting actress, Amy Adams in Vice, Marina Di Tavira for Rome, Regina King for If Beale Street Can Talk, Emma Stone for The Favorite, Rachel Wise for The Favorite. I think Regina King is kind of the favorite. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, it won't be Amy Adams. I don't think she was... I don't think she was very standout in Vice. I'm going to go Regina likeable. King. I'm going to go Regina King. I'll follow you. I haven't seen the movie, but I'll follow you with Regina King. Yeah. I, I don't have a She was great. Smart. She was really good in it. Supporting actor, Masharla Ali for Green Book, Adam Driver for Black Klansman, Sam Elliott for A Star is Born, Richard E. Grant for Can You Ever Forgive Me, and Sam Rockwell for Vice. I'm going to go Sam Elliott for A Star is Born because when he got the nomination, his response was, it's about fucking time. That, yeah, I, I'm kind of going that same direction as well. I'm going that same way. Cause... Because I want, I'm going to put as much good juju in the world because Sam Elliott is one of the most important people in my life. I can see that, yeah. <laughs> And another one of those, like, you know what? Here you go. You earned it. Have you ever seen Thank You for Smoking? Yes. He's amazing in that. I love that, yeah. Okay. Lead actress, Yalitza Aparicio for Roma, Glenn Close for The Wife, Olivia Coleman for The Favorite, Lady Gaga for A Star is Born, Melissa McCarthy for Can You Ever Forgive Me? This one, I think, is a two-person race. Okay. I think it's going to be either The Favorite Olivia Coleman. Of Olivia Coleman or A Star is Born. For Lady Gaga. Lady Gaga. Maybe Lady Gaga shot herself in the foot though. No, no. Uh, maybe. I, I think Olivia Olivia Coleman got the Golden Globe, so I'm going to kind of trend that way. So I'm going to go Olivia Coleman. I really don't want. I, mean, I would like to see Lady Gaga's acceptance speech, but I would like to see Glenn Close with it just because I like Glenn Close. Gotcha. Okay. I don't have a reason to back that up. All right. Lead actor, penultimate. Here we go. Lead actor, Christian Bale for Vice. We have more after this. What? We still have to do director. Oh, no. We did director already, didn't we? We yeah. struggling. Never mind. Yeah. It's all right. Calm down, Keith. Uh, penultimate, Christian Bale for Vice, Bradley Cooper for A Star is Born, Willem Dafoe for Eternity's Gate, uh, Rami Malek for Bohemian Rhapsody, and Viggo Mortensen for Green Book. Wait, say the directors again? The directors we already did. Hold on. I don't know. Okay, sorry. Director Spike Lee, Paul Yorgos. Sorry, I thought, I, for some reason I'm still thinking of directors. Just like Bradley Cooper wasn't nominated for a director. All right. Nope. Actor. Lead actor, actor, Christian Bale for Vice, He's Bradley play. Cooper for A Star is Born Willem Dafoe for A Eternity's Gate which I didn't see Rami Malek for Bohemian Rhapsody Viggo Mortensen for Green Book alright so it's gonna be either Rami Malek or 
I'm discounting Vigo, Willem, and Bradley. I think it's Rami or Christian. Yeah, it's, it's either Christian. I'm just discount. That just doesn't feel right. So the reason Christian's a front runner is not because he was so amazing. It's it, that physical transformation was huge. Yes. And they tend to give awards for physical transformation. Yeah. But yeah, Rami's getting that that buzz. Yeah. Well, granted, I can't. We can't go off Golden Globe because they both were given Golden Globe. Right. So. Mm. I'm going to go Bale just because they. I don't think he deserves it, but I think they tend to do physical transformations. So I'm taking Bale. I'll go Bale. I'll go Bale on yeah. this one. I think. Okay. If they, they will never, if they ever released like the full breakdown, like who by what, like one, two, three, four, five, I think Rami would be number two. I agree with that. All right. Best picture. Here we go. There's a lot of them Black Panther, Black Klansman, Bohemian Rhapsody, The Favorite, Green Book, Roma, A Star is Born, Vice. Favorite. I'm going Black Panther. No, there's no way. I think it's going to I think that everything they had, the whole most popular Oscar award was to not give Black Panther best picture because they knew it was going to win it. I think Black Panther takes it. No, I think it's what led to Black Panther getting nominated was the whole controversy of best picture. And they're kind of saying, oh, no, we no, we would have been. See, it got nominated on its own merits anyway. It needed to be in here anyway because it's good. We well, should we, box about this. Yes, but <laughs> I'm going to take the stance that Black Panther's okay. a good movie. That'll be my stance. And yours was that Black Panther was a bad movie. I love Black Panther. Um, it's It still takes a while. Like, this is the first major superhero movie to be nominated for best picture. Was Spawn not nominated? Surprisingly, it was nominated for everything else. Oh, no, they got the Razzie. Okay, keep right. going. But kind of like the same way where Heath Ledger was given Best Actor for The Dark Knight, it took a literal death death and amazing performance to get that nod. So you're telling me if I go kill some actors of Black Panther, it might win. You are far too shaved head to say that uh that's a fair that's a good point all right um i i i i love the fact that it was nominated that's amazing i think the favorite is going to take this one i think they're going to give it to black panther uh for all sorts of political reasons i think uh it's going to get it i also think it's the best movie out of those i would love it i love black panther i think it'd be amazing to win it i just think it's i can see it going more towards the favorite i think the favorite fits more you really like the favorite huh it's a good movie it's a good movie it's Got a lot of like a lot of amazing performances. I'm gonna try this week to see as many Oscar contenders as I can, and then come back and give if there's any updated ideas that I have. The problem is, per, you have to take personal feelings out of it. That's the hardest thing to do. Is like, is this movie visually more spectacular than this one? But you love a movie when you see. It. Like, I love Black Panther. But it's not just take your personal feelings out of it because that doesn't matter. It's the Academy has to choose one of these. So there are a lot of snubs, a lot of things that don't make it just because... Oh yeah, let's talk about snubs. What do you think should have gotten it but didn't? Well, so there's a lot of movies that I thought were very interesting. So 8th grade got nothing. Okay. Which, I'm not saying it needed to win all this stuff, but like not even for screenplay? That seems... I do love Bo Burnham. Yeah, like that. And like, you know, Elsie Fisher Uh for actress. I I get that you don't want to nominate an 8th grader or a 9th grader. Like, I get that. But, you know, also uh, nothing for Won't You Be My Neighbor. Oh, shit. Yeah, for documentary, yeah. Won't You Be My Neighbor should have gotten something. Yeah, so like that, that was... That made me cry like a yeah. baby. I didn't even think about that. Um, not a lot of stuff for... Like, horror movies never do well. No, they so. never will. But didn't... I just read... Damn, I should have made that a piece of news. Um, Someone's doing their own horror movie awards this season. 
is kind of like a fuck you to the academy. Right. It might be Fangoria. I gotta look into this. It's not, that sounds right. But like, so like nothing for Hereditary, nothing for Suspiria. Like, man, Hereditary, I wouldn't give an award to, but it made me have a lot of feelings. Right. So, oh like, my god, Hereditary haunts me. So like, there's a lot of stuff like that that's like mm. that. That would be a good good uh, award. What movie haunted you the most? What was the one that year? really made you go, oh, didn't like this? What's, didn't like what's this the one? one that made you go home, put the covers on, and think about? how dark human beings are hereditary <laughs> hereditary but then you get to like best director so bradley cooper didn't get anything damien chazelle nothing barry jenkins nothing so like really like the ones you thought were like some of like the favorites going in just kind of got snubbed kind of got missed out there which is kind of somewhat interesting yeah and then after that you know just your basics like songs and visual and all that stuff that's just all right well so i'm gonna write all these down and at oscar night i'm gonna see which one of us was right more often I still really really am pushing and hoping that Black Panther gets that best movie um I have anything to add for our Oscar talk no I mean yay Oscars next week we'll talk about the Razzies yeah I do like the Razzies I like I love the Razzies I like when people go and pick up their Razzies. Oh, like yeah. Like, Halle Berry picked up her Razzie for oh, yeah. Catwoman because she hates that fucking movie. And I think Sandra Bullock came out and she, like, had a wheelbarrow of all of her other awards that she had won that same season. That's really fucking funny. That she Because it was, I think it was the same as The Blind Side. So, like, she had yeah. gotten a whole bunch of awards for Blind Side. So, she's like, look at all this. Look at all that I have. None of this matters. Just want my Razzie. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, thank you, Mason Shear, for being here. Yay. Do you have any plugs this week? Yes. What would you like to plug? I would like to plug Bad Boys for Life. You're an asshole. Um, no guests this week, but thank you for the Academy for um, not whitewashing the awards this year uh, as much as you normally do, at least. Uh, still not a lot of women for directing. Well, that's 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 a difference. Next next year. Yeah. Baby steps. Uh, uh, thank you so much to everyone listening. Please review us on iTunes if you're so inclined. Email us at 5x5film at gmail.com with any questions, concerns, or criticisms. Find us on Facebook at 5x5 at the movies. Thank you, Dan Benjamin, Hattie Cook, and the entire 5x5 network. Our theme song is produced by Dan Richardson. We'll see you next week with another 5x5 at the movies. Roll credits.